Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Monday. It is the 5th of February. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. The Perry Police Department received reports from multiple concerned parents and students over the weekend saying a student allegedly made a threat to the high school. The Des Moines Register reports that threat was supposed to occur today while school was back in session. A news release from the Perry Police Department says there was a second concerning photo posted to social media. Police determined that both threats were non-credible, but they say officers will continue to be present at all Perry community schools. A spokesperson for the school district could not immediately be reached for comment. Fort Dodge says it might add a franchise fee to utility bills to help pay for 20% more police officers. As IPR's Sheila Brummer reports, that move is expected to help with an uptick in crime. Police Chief Dennis Quinn says Fort Dodge experienced seven homicides in 2023, and that's unusual. Pretty rough year as a community with the level of violence that we've had. The city council approved the first reading of a plan to add a 5% franchise fee to pay for eight new officers. Many communities and counties across the state turned to franchise fees and electric and gas bills for extra funding. City manager David Fierk says the fee would raise an estimated $2.4 million a year, with part of the money going toward property tax relief and quality of life services like the library, art museum, and senior center. He says the new state tax laws now limit the money as community can levy. There really isn't another way to do this. Birk says if the city council gives its full support, customers could see the franchise fee on their utility bills this summer. The Republican leader in the Iowa Senate says legislators are monitoring what's unfolding from the state investigation of sports bets placed by male athletes at Iowa and Iowa State. Senate Majority Leader Jack Whitver says facts will be revealed as the civil lawsuits filed by the targeted athletes make their way through the court system. The only punishment from the state of Iowa on any of these athletes was, you know, a five, six hundred dollar fine. The other part of it is the NCAA and the punishments that come down from the NCAA for any of these violations. And so uh, it is complicated, certainly watching it close to see if we need to do anything. Whitford made his comments this weekend on Iowa Press on Iowa PBS. Brain drain remains an issue across much of the Midwest and Great Plains. Harvest Public Media's Anna Pope reports recent U.S. Census data shows many states in the region are losing some of their most educated students. Job opportunities play an important role in Midwesterners leaving their home state, according to research from the University of Nebraska. Josie Schaefer, director of the university's Center for Public Affairs Research, has been tracking brain drain using census data since 2010. She says there are jobs available, but many people are looking for what she calls job density. Despite the trend, Schaefer says many college-educated residents remain in their home states, sometimes moving to more urban areas. A Des Moines man who participated in the January 6th Capitol riot has been released from a federal prison in Texas. The Des Moines Register reports Doug Jensen was transferred to a halfway home in Kansas City, Kansas, a few weeks ago. Prosecutors had described Jensen as the leader of the mob. He was convicted of seven federal charges, including civil disorder, assaulting, resisting, or impeding an officer, and other offenses. He was sentenced to five years in prison. Jensen's wife posted on social media her husband is able to get a job, own a phone, and come home to Des Moines on the weekends. An ad agency that promoted sales of OxyContin has agreed to pay Iowa more than $2.5 million to address the opioid crisis. 
Pulisic has agreed to pay a national settlement of $350 million. State prosecutors had accused the marketing agency of downplaying the risks and addictive nature of OxyContin and other opioids. Attorney General Brenna Bird says the company's actions were flat wrong and the settlement secures critical funding for opioid treatment and prevention efforts in Iowa. It's here first from IPR News. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. It was a week that saw mixed results for one of the governor's big legislative priorities and a peek at what Republican lawmakers would like to do with the state's income tax. IPR state government reporter Katerina Sestarek is here to talk about those issues and more from the Capitol. Hey, Katerina. Hi, Michael. Last week, we heard about how an amended version of the governor's proposal to overhaul special education advanced in the Senate, but not the House. Is there a path forward for her bill on area education agencies? I don't know. It's really hard to see how Reynolds' plan would become law this session when the head of the House Education Committee didn't want to advance it last week. And House Speaker Pat Grassley says this whole conversation needs a reset. He says schools and people whose kids get special education services need certainty that they'll still be able to get those services, especially in rural parts of the state. But Senate Majority Leader Jack Whitver says he wants to keep working with the governor on this, and he says he's optimistic that they can reach a solution to improve special education. And Republicans who chair the House and Senate tax Tax committees released a plan to eventually eliminate the income tax. How would that work? Right now, there's more than $3 billion in the taxpayer relief fund that came from these giant budget surpluses that the states had in recent years. So this bill from Senator Dan Dawson and Representative Bobby Kaufman would have the state's public employee retirement system invest and manage that money. And as the investment grows, the new money would be put toward ratcheting down the state income tax rate over time, as long as there's growth in sales tax revenue. So it could take decades to get to zero, but Dawson and Kaufman say that this is a responsible way to do that without raising other taxes or using one-time money to pay for those cuts. The governor also proposed a tax plan that would speed up existing income tax cuts and enact a flat 3.5% tax rate. How does that play into the conversation? It's definitely still a big part of the conversation. Top Republicans in the Iowa House and Senate say their focus this year will be on making sure they speed up those tax cuts. And they all would like to see no income tax in the state. But House Speaker Pat Grassley says that'll be a longer term conversation. So there doesn't really seem to be a big rush to eliminate the income tax this year. But either way, those final discussions about what tax policy will pass usually happen much later in the legislative session. Republicans in the Iowa House last week rejected a bill that would have removed gender identity from the Iowa Civil Rights Act. The next day, the governor proposed a bill that put more restrictions on transgender Iowans. What's in that bill? The bill would define words like woman, man, mother, and father in Iowa law and would base those definitions on a person's biological sex assigned at birth. Transgender people who want to change the sex listed on their driver's license or birth certificate would have to have both their sex assigned at birth and their current sex listed on those official documents. So that means anyone who sees their driver's license would know that they're transgender. And this bill also says, quote, separate accommodations are not inherently unequal. And it mentions certain places where Splitting people up based on their sex assigned at birth shouldn't be considered discriminatory. Critics say that this bill is an attack on LGBTQ people in Iowa and that it's an attempt to erase them from the state. Reynolds has already signed several laws related to keeping transgender girls and women out of sports that align with their gender identity and keeping transgender students out of certain school bathrooms. Why does she want to do this next? 
She put out a statement that says there are biological differences between men and women, and Reynolds says she thinks this bill will protect the rights, safety, and privacy of women in places like domestic violence shelters and rape crisis centers. But LGBTQ advocates say this bill is just discriminatory and that it'll cause a lot of problems for transgender people and same-sex couples and their children. And some lawmakers are also making another attempt at halting the use of eminent domain for a proposed carbon capture pipeline. What would this latest bill do? A House subcommittee advanced a bill that would let 21 House representatives or 11 senators stop eminent domain proceedings. And the only way they could restart that would be if a supermajority approved it. So this comes as the Iowa Utilities Board is considering whether eminent domain can be used for the Summit Carbon Solutions carbon capture pipeline. But Senate Majority Leader Jack Whitver says he doesn't support letting a minority of lawmakers stop eminent domain proceedings. There could be more support for the different part of this bill that would let landowners more quickly get a court ruling on whether the use of eminent domain on their property is constitutional. And finally, Democrats are also proposing bills, even though they're not likely to get through. What are they prioritizing? Senate Democrats put out what they're calling a reproductive rights platform, and that would include a constitutional amendment to protect abortion rights in the state constitution. And House Democrats have a package of bills aimed at lowering costs for Iowans, and that includes raising the minimum wage and expanding the sales tax holiday. IPR State Government Reporter Katarina Sestarek, thanks for coming by this morning. Thanks, Michael. And that's here first from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Have a great day.